Merry Christmas, everybody, and welcome to Trash Talk. I'm Billy Corkins, joined by the doctor of the honey sriracha chicken wing, Austin Campbell. Hey, I like honey sriracha, man. It's Sweet good and thing, spicy. Man. Sweet and spicy. Got a little bit of kick, just like this past <laughs> but, week of the NFL. But I, I really hate that you're using wings now, because now all I want is wings. <laughs> Kale started want... this, and Kale is the boss. Okay. So, like, Lex is the boss of Land Party. Kale's the boss of Trash Talk. We've We've established this. Okay. Let's kick this thing off. Let's. We got a lot. As long as I'm the boss of Rope Talk, that's all that matters. You're the daddy of Rope Talk. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do it. That's right. The way I make them picks. (laughs) I hate how accurate that is. Let's go. Time for the lineup. The biggest news and headlines from this week in sports. It's right here. This is the lineup on Trash Talk. We're going to start today with some break, uh, not breaking news. This news has been out for a little while, and, and I've been able to sit on it, and I've been th- able to think about it as a fan's perspective. Let's talk about Dan Lebitard. Dan Lebitard lose, leaving ESPN here on January 4th. His show, Highly Questionable, plus the Dan Lebitard show, Wits Do Got, uh, both going to be canceled on the 4th. Um, Dan Lebitard and ESPN have never had the best relationship. He's gone political on a show. Obviously, his dad's a little bit of a controversial figure. Um, Bomani Jones has got some just opinions that, you know, some people can find controversial. And so ESPN has never really had a great relationship with him. He had meetings with the president face-to-face last year after he made some comments about Trump. Um, But recently, they fired his producer, Chris Cody, without... Any real warning or talking to Dan at all. They just randomly cut him as part of the staff layoffs that happened about a month ago where ESPN laid off 300 workers. Uh, Dan ended up bringing Cody back as his personal assistant and paying for his salary. Austin, the Dan Lebitard show has got kind of a cult fan base, and ESPN has continued to lose big names. Colin Cowherd years ago, um, as much as we hate to admit it, Skip Bayless was a big name that they lost years ago. They keep losing these talents. Um, Jason Stark on the MLB side, they lost him to the athletic of all places. When you look at what ESPN is doing, man, I mean – are they are they just hurting their future by losing the most popular people? Because Levitard's got a fan base. They're hurting their future as far as optional channels for ESPN. Sports Center is probably always going to be around as long as cable's around. Because as long as cable's around, you'll always need that market that that people are going to have on in their bars and people are going to watch to get their sports news. You know, that's always going to be a thing. But as far as you know, having these big time radio shows, I think. It's kind of happening what, you know, what we also follow into is the video game world is that these guys, these guys that are told you can't say this, you can't do this, realize that they can make so much more money if they just kind of did their own thing and or worked with someone who did. You know, Colin left because ESPN, I mean, it may have been ESPN didn't want to sign him back, but Colin wanted more freedom to kind of do whatever he wanted. He didn't want to talk about anything other than football. And maybe LeBron James, because that's what his audience <laughs> wants. And Fox said, go for it. And Fox made a lot of moves, give Marcellus Wiley and Skip Bayless. Uh, I I can't stand Skip Bayless, but, you know, at least Shannon Sharp's there. It is, it is a big get, though. I mean, it is a big yeah. get. Now they, I mean, now they have competition for uh, first take. Well, yeah. I mean, ESPN really only has, outside of, outside of SportsCenter, they have PTI which will be there as long as Kornheiser and Will Bond's there. That'll show will always live. 
But once once those guys retire, it's kind of over. They got first take, you know, Stephen A. Smith. But once Stephen A. Smith leaves, like, do they have the guy to replace that? I don't think so. Um, I'm not excited about any of their radio shows anymore. Scott Van Pelt's still a cool guy. Um, they, they did get Mike Greenberg back, correct? Yeah, yeah, sure. Greenberg's back, but they did let go of Golick earlier this year. Golick's son yeah. is now the one. Uh, Trey Wingo just left recently. He was a big NFL guy. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I feel like it's just a matter they, they've of... They've managed to keep more... like, Tony Rally on. Well, I think... Yeah, Tony Reale. I think uh, Tony Reale will stay because, <laughs> like, <laughs> what does even Tony Reale do outside of you know around the around horn? The horn? I mean, like, he's got a good show. Do? He's got a good presence yeah, on he's that got a, show. He's a great show, but like, as a he, if he leaves there, he's not gonna be able to go off and start his own sports show. I don't think. I don't think he has the pull of like a Rich Eisen or anything. Like no, that. no, absolutely not. So I, I think a lot of these guys realize that they. With Fox Sports being a thing, and NBC Sports being a thing, and The Ringer, and uh, you know Bleacher Report, and all of Barstool Sports, all these guys have so many opportunities to go to a place where they can do what they want and still make money. And I think that's what they got to do. Dan Levitard has a cult following. I love his show. The only reason why I don't listen to it every day is because I listen to call it every day. I don't have time to listen yeah. to three-hour radio shows <laughs> but uh that's how i am with the pat mcafee show like i, yeah. I just i inhale i inhale that show yeah and there's so, money I to mean, be everyone's made. got I mean, their look, own deal rogan and and uh howard stern have signed massive deals in the last day uh, howard stern just signed a hundred million dollar contract with sirius of all places for five years that's insane. Yeah, because that's that's literally all they have left. <laughs> they yeah, literally all their money comes from Howard but, Stern. But Once like Rogan gone, signed a huge over. deal with Rogan signed a huge deal with Spotify. Spotify's willing to pay out. I mean, look, I think Sirius would be needs to be aggressive in going after Dan Lavatar. I don't think Spotify's really yeah. there. They don't have a sports presence yet. Well, Sirius is were, also really good with baseball. Like a lot of baseball fans are good with Sirius. So I think Dan Levitar would actually fit well there because he's willing to talk baseball. There's not too yeah. many people to willing to talk not baseball too many. anymore. So, hey, speaking of baseball, though, we are going to be coming to you with baseball here in a couple of weeks. Dan and I are breaking out. There's been a lot of good MLB moves. I, I'm pretty happy with a certain Kansas City team that made some moves this week. Dan's going to be back yeah. in two weeks. We're going to be talking about the MLB uh, postseason or uh, offseason. And, uh, and MLB winter meetings. Let's go to a fight I never thought I'd say. Logan mm-hmm. Paul's taking on Floyd Mayweather, February 20th. Uh, this is a boxing exhibition match. Uh, Mayweather's going to just absolutely crush this kid, right? I cannot wait. But I can't wait. Let's, just, let's just be fair. It might be racist. I don't know if you saw that earlier today. Jamel Hill's in the news again. I oh, roll. God. Oh <laughs> he, God! You say that asked, name, and I don't. <laughs> she asked, uh, "Is it Logan Paul that fought Nate Robinson, or Jake Paul that yeah, fought?" Yeah, it, it, it's Logan. It's Logan. Jake is. Yeah, she um, asked Logan Paul, "Was it racist for you to beat up Nate Robinson?" I'm like, <laughs> he's like, well, he kind of came and talked to me about it first, and then the other coach is like, "No, the question is, was it racist that you beat up Nate Robinson?" Beat up a black man. I was like, uh, he's he's boxing. What was he supposed to do? What? Take a punch? Get a take a whooping? No, thank you. <laughs> oh, there's a reason she's not on TV anymore. I'm sorry, but yeah. like, come on. 
Not everything she, has she, to be. I mean, she works for Vice now, so I mean, <laughs> she fits there. But <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah, I can't wait to see Mayweather just absolutely pound another Paul brother. Like Logan Paul's a chump for beating up Nate Robinson, though, just because like Nate Robinson's never fought in his life. Logan Paul's been trading for this. He actually trains and boxes, knows what he's doing. You saw Nate Robinson, as soon as he started pulling away, you're like, oh, this guy doesn't know what he's doing. He really doesn't know how to fight. Um, It's like when Fight Club gets taken too seriously. I mean, that's what it was. I mean, (laughs) Nate Robinson's like, oh, hey, I can totally do this. Oh, wait, no, I can't. Yeah, I can do (laughs) So, I mean, (laughs) Mayweather's going to pound them. They're both going to get a really good paycheck. And the oh, Paul yeah. brothers will do anything to to get more fame to than they try are. To so, yeah, to try yeah, to stay so, relevant, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they'll literally kill a man if it gets to that point. So I just—it's weird to me that Floyd's stooping this low. I mean, what did Pacquiao not want another fight? Did you not want to face McGregor, uh, McGregor again? I mean, come on. There, there's I ways think, you could. I think he's just—I think he actually just wants to pound him. I think he—I think he just wants to pound. I think he would fight both Paul brothers at the same time if he could. Oh, yeah. I think he would. I think he'd pound both of them. I think he'd crush both of them, and I really wish he would, because if you've seen Logan Paul rap, it's it's not oh, good. I've seen and it. Jake, I've Jake seen it. you're just as bad, dude. It's just as bad. Jake, uh, but we I go think on. Jake's hey. the one I like. I I respect a little more. No. Right? Wait, no, Logan. Be cautious with Logan's, Logan's the one who made. Logan's the one who did the suicide video in Japan. Yeah, that 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 I don't respect. <laughs> like the, Logan's the one I do not respect. Jake, Jake's the one. Jake's the one who potentially own... has messed with minors. But he's got a podcast, right? Like he just does yeah, a podcast and kind of says to himself. I don't know. I can't keep track. I've heard nothing about minors. I don't care for either one of them, though. There's YouTube rumors. There's always YouTube rumors about something going on. Yeah. Uh, let's go over. You know, the NFL and COVID has been a weird situation this year, and none perhaps more weirder than Tuesday. Tuesday, let's go to the Baltimore and Dallas game. In warm-ups, Des Bryant's pulled off the field, said that he tested positive for COVID. Mm. An hour later, we've got a drunk Des Bryant saying he's retired. I say drunk. Because he was saying that he was having wine and was going to just relax. Then he said he was out. He's just going to stay. He's just going to retire. He's just going to stay out the rest of the season. It's not. It's unclear whether or not he's retiring for good. He was talking about his businesses last night on Twitter. It it, it was kind of entertaining, honestly. I mean, it was more entertaining than the Dallas defense. Expect this, Brian. What did we expect? Um... This was his revenge game. And to not be able to play in it. I, I but get he, did, why he does have COVID, correct? He's tested positive again. So, yes, it, the assumption is that, yeah, he tested positive. But and he was on they the did a test in the morning. But they, and they didn't and they did do send any, people they off. Do, they didn't do any contact tracing. Uh, so, like, I, I'm surprised I that's have not a bigger news. Here, here's what happened. Too. They're like, okay, you have COVID. We really need to play this game. Um, you know, we can't cut, cut off TV. We want you to just do something crazy. Do something wild. Take one hit for the team. <laughs> Roger so Goodell's like, up, I'll do. Roger Goodell's like, I will give you a billion dollars. Just start drinking wine. Pretend like you're crazy that you're going to retire or whatever. We'll pay Talk you. About your businesses that you're working on. <laughs> yeah. Like, and uh, just take one for the team. And that'll kind of cover the fact that you have COVID and was on the field. Yeah. 
I, uh, I think some trash has now also become conspiracy theory land. Yeah. Later. But no, you, you, you have a good point there. It, it is weird. It is very, um, I don't know that's what to describe this. It's it, yeah. Something's not right there. I, I'll hundred percent agree with that, but is what it is. Let's move over to the NFL recap. Ladies and gentlemen, week 13 had a lot of shockers in it. We're going to start with one in Tennessee. The Titans playing host to the Browns. The Browns coming in eight and three. They're looking like a good team. They come in, dominate the first half. And the first half was all Cleveland. We talk about how Mike Vrabel is the best second half coach and the best halftime coach in the NFL. He made adjustments, but then so did the Browns. Browns win 41-35 in a shocker over the Titans. Austin. Wait, wait, wait. The Browns made adjustments in the second half? They made a few. No, it was was 38 to seven. They scored a field goal and that is an adjustment to you. You know what? I say dumb things without thinking. And they came back 41-35 and had they got that great second half, they would have pulled off the biggest upset of all time. Coming back from 38 to seven. The first half was all Cleveland. And oh yeah, hundred percent. Baker had a couple really big throws, but then you look second half. Derrick Henry was finally able to get the ball moving on the ground. Ryan Tannehill looked great in the second half too, and the defense yeah stepped up in the second half. De- defense finally showed up in the second half. I, I'm I'm tired of saying this, but you know Derrick Henry is not the only offensive player on this team. I'm so <laughs> sick and tired of it. Like you realize that we have the best quarterback that we've ever had since Steve McNair, and you're not using him. You're just like, oh, throw some 90 yards or whatever. You know, throw 90 well, yards or whatever. Of Vince, Young? Vince Young had flashes in a pan, but he, he wasn't ever at its full potential. I've never asked you that, and that's why I'm kind of curious on that. No, I liked Vince Young. I really wanted him to pan out. He was a little early for his time, though. Had he been a little later, I think he could have been something even better because people would have known how to use him. Um but once they went back to Kerry Collins, it ended up being better, and and that's not saying much. I mean, I like Kerry Collins, but I mean, he's not <laughs> nothing special. But yeah. I, you know, they did struggle this game. I will say that the Browns messed up because if they play the Titans again, they're gonna, well, <laughs> they're, they're probably gonna regret it. <laughs> they're gonna regret it, because um, that's what the Titans will do. If you beat them once, you won't beat them twice, kind of a thing. Um, <laughs> And they did come back, and I I like how everyone's saying it's an upset, considering they're both eight and three. I like okay, I guess you know the Browns were. I mean the Browns were. I guess were like the Steelers. I guess people like didn't think they'd beat people good. I was one of those people, I guess. But at the same time, like one more drive, and we've been, been talking about how the Titans just pulled off the biggest upset of all time. So I'm not going to celebrate the Browns as much. They did get the right. win. Baker played amazing that first half. I was like, this that is not even the same quarterback. Best. I, <laughs> this is I'm not even the same quarterback. I'm going to go out this and say this. That was Baker's best half of NFL football. That's his best game, period. Like, that half is better than any full game he's ever played in his life. Fair enough. Fair and he enough. didn't play the Bengals. Now, granted, the Titans' defense is not good. <laughs> that secondary is awful, and I'm glad that we're finally realizing <laughs> Borders is not the guy. We need Jackson back. You know, we're glad that we have King, and we need Jackson back. We cannot rely on Borders at all. He was getting smoked every play. It's ridiculous. But I rest my case. 
Browns get the win. We'll talk about them in power rankings as well as the Titans. Yeah. Go to the NFC They do make South. the top 10. That's for sure. They, they proved themselves. They, they won teams? against a team they should beat. Both teams are in my top 10. Both teams. I like them a lot. Uh, NFC South matchup. Taysom Hill looks like a quarterback. He threw a, a, a brilliant pass for, for a touchdown there. Saints get the win over the Falcons, 21-16. Matt Ryan and the Falcons offense. Yeah. Slow to get anything really moving. Saints defense, though, just yeah. so good at what they do. You watch the pressure in this game. I mean, Sean Payton, as a head coach, does not get as much credit as he should for blitz games. What he was throwing at the Falcons was just awesome. Taysom Hill, though, like I said, did look good in the win. Saints get it. Austin, what do you think of the Falcons right now? I mean, they've had moments of greatness, and then they lose big games like this. I thought they were going to be competitive. I didn't know if they would necessarily win. Yeah, I mean, the Falcons' offense is good, but this Saints' defense is just way better. This is probably, I think, probably the best defense. Even though Steelers lost, even though the Colts have been struggling, I still think they might have the two best defenses in the league. But this Saints' defense is really, really good, and they're locking down player. Like they're locking down good offenses. That they have in that NFC South. The Panthers have a defensive offense. You know, you have the Buccaneers offense and the Falcons offense. They both can score. And Saints shut them down. Uh, this team is really, really good. I'm really happy to see that Sean Payton's able to use Taysom Hill. They're continuing on. I kind of wish it was Jameis Winston a little bit. But, you know, that's just how it goes. I understand why they made the move. They're paying Taysom Hill way too much. Let's go to Chicago. I hate this match. I Rains. I was I was like Bears, come on, man, because I've had them in Fox Bet. Like all my Fox bets were looking amazing, and then all of a sudden, this the Saints <laughs> end up scoring, or the Saints let the Falcons score a few one more touchdown. And then the Bears also just blew it. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Lions get to win 34-30. First half was all Mitch Trubisky. And this, and I, I messaged I messaged Austin and said, look, this is the, some of the best Mitch Trubisky play I've seen. Great. Yeah, and I told cool. you. He's the and David, It's not David Coles. David Montgomery had a hell of a first half as well. Yeah. Able to find gaps. The defense looked okay. I didn't love him in the first half. I actually thought they yeah. had a better second half. I know, I know the Lions said that they put more points in the second half than they did the first. Yeah. But but I think that was because the, the offense was giving them the ball too easily. Yeah, too, too easily. What I loved about the second half for the Bears was the fact that Akeem Hicks was playing like kind of the – he was kind of like the um, – the jobber, like he was taking the hits to open up for Khalil Mack and for Danny Trevathan to get on the outside and, and make the big plays. I really didn't mind what the Bears were doing. And then Trubisky's fumble, Trubisky's incompletions in the second half was just bad. And then Montgomery couldn't get anything going in the second half, too. I mean, they, they were really struggling there, too. Cordell Patterson has a pretty good game here. But it's a turnover. Yeah. It's a costly one. The Lions take advantage of it. 34-30, your final. Um, I why did they I, keep trying to put Patterson as a running back? They, I don't understand because it. because of his size, because of his size, it's straight up but because his of his size. size. Is, his size is actually why I wouldn't want him to. He's too. He's he's got. He looks like okay. He's tall as Derrick Henry, but he's too thin. Like I feel like it's a dangerous time. They, every time but they 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 like they like that matchup against. Uh, so okay, especially against. Safeties, they love that matchup. If, if if safeties are showing a blitz and they're gonna run it, 
they love that matchup. For some reason, Matt Nagy is in love with Cordell Patterson. I don't get it because I think yeah. Allen Robinson's <clears throat> a better fit for that. Like, if you're going to run, because if you're going to try to well, do they like, need Allen Robinson as their only good wide receiver. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, like if you if you if if you were going to do the option like they've been trying the last few weeks. Do it with Allen Robinson. He's faster. He's got more acceleration. True. I don't. I don't get what Cordell Patterson has done to deserve the love that he gets from the offensive play calling. It's just I don't get it. David Maybe Montgomery he sees the dreads and he thinks that he's uh, what's his face, Devin Hester. <laughs> Maybe he thinks he's Devin Hester. He's getting so confused. But I do think that what what this game showed was that they are hurting without Tariq Cohen more than I thought yeah. they were. Yeah, because Montgomery is supposed to be that. Well, Montgomery is supposed to be what Cordell Patterson is being right now. He's that guy that's going to go out, roll out. Get he's the a utility back. Too. Yeah, he's not the down back. He's not the ever down back, which Tree Cohen is. I, I'm going to say it. I'm finally going to say it. It is time to get rid of Matt Nagy. I cleaning house makes sense. Ryan Pace needs to be gone. So does uh, so does Matt Nagy now. <laughs> I am not in agreement with most Bears fans. If you have read the Chicago Tribune anytime this week, they keep saying it. I don't like this. I, I don't like it because of who it is. I like I don't like it because for for a first time GM, this would be dangerous. Peyton Manning to come in and be GM. They keep mentioning no. his name. This scares no. me too much. I don't like that. Now I don't if either. about if the rumor about Bill Cowher is true, I am 100% in for that. This team has lacked passion for a long time. Bill Cowher is the motivator. He's not the X's and O's guy. He's he's the motivator. We need an offensive-minded guy who can who can help. And you, you look at Bill Cowher's Steelers teams, they always had pretty decent offenses. They were never the top of the uh, league, but... They could at least put 25 points consistently. This is the second game, by the way, in a row. The Bears have put 25-plus points on the board. So, like, Trubisky's clearly doing something right, but I still don't think he's the answer. I don't think it's a drafting quarterback that we need. I think it's a veteran we need more than anything. And I'm going to say the name, and I like it. I hate it with more weapons, but I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I almost want Ryan Fitzpatrick or Matt Ryan. Ryan Fitzpatrick would make that team interesting because he would actually throw the ball downfield. Right. Um, he might make your defense's lives miserable, but, I mean, so is Mr. Trubisky and Nick Foles, so why not? Uh, okay. Matt Ryan would be a great spot. I just don't know if they were going to willing to And that would be a yeah, guy. Well, like, we have the cap, though. Of any, team yeah. in the, of any team right now, the Bears have the cap where it's flexible enough. Mm-hmm. So, I just don't know. Well, Ryan Pace will make that move, so they are going to have to clean house, I think, to And I to think they are, though. Do you think they'll some... Dimitrov, uh, the Falcons' old uh, GM? They might try to go for him. I think the Falcons' GM had something going on. I just don't think <laughs> the coaching was a problem. Um, yeah, because he can draft offense. Yeah. He drafted Julio. He drafted Calvin Ridley. Um, he... Yeah, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't be opposed to that. Yeah, I think if, if 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 okay, if the Bears were somehow wanting Manning, which I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility, because I do think Peyton Manning is they a front office person. They shouldn't, they because shouldn't. he the way that his the way that he played as a player and the organizations he were a part of is never how the Bears are now. And I yes, I agree that the Bears need change, 
but you can't go that drastic of a change right out of the gate yeah. here. Um, I mean, think about it. Elway, Elway was good that one time, but he right. hasn't made any good moves after that. So, right. Quarterbacks coach is where I'd like to see Peyton Manning. I let him go yeah. as quarterbacks coach, maybe get up to offensive coordinator at some point in his career. Yeah. I think I he like should that. get his hands in coaching before he does that. I don't see him as a manager of that site. Maybe I, who he's, knows? He's not. Who knows? We could be wrong, but I do like Bill Cowher. Um, if I'm looking at other, I mean, heck, I'd love Eric Bieniemy. If if I had my dream, Eric Bieniemy be would be a big. I mean, Bill Cowher's interest in Jets because I think, uh, which I would like to see Eric Bieniemy at the Jets, just because he could make something happen with either Trevor Lawrence or Sam Darnold, whoever they go yeah. with. Although I think they have to get Trevor to entice someone to go to the Jets. Bears, mm. I think, would be a. I think the Bears is one of the great coaching jobs because you have the defense. You just you need have to get the offense going. You need to be able to score 25 points a game. That's all you have to do. Yeah. Because think about it. So this game, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, was only one of two instances in Matt Nagy's ten time at the Bears that they have allowed more than 30 points in a game. To say that two times in three years, that's not bad. I'll take yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, the reason I, I, Stafford's just he's been he's been able to play against the Bears pretty consistently throughout yeah. his career. Well, and the Bears are tired of it. I think I think yeah. they're tired of the offense blowing games for them every yep. week. So they're like, hey, I, who cares? And Khalil Mack's got an option coming up too, and that scares me. That really scares yeah. me. Um, that's why you got to make the moves now. You got to make that's it. That's why you got to stay. You got to keep him happy. You also got to keep Akeem Hicks happy and yeah. Danny Trevathan. If you can keep this offensive line together or this defensive line together, you also have Roquan Smith's contract coming up next year. At the end of next year, he's he's been phenomenal since we drafted him. I I am and I still think they're going to try to sign him in the offseason. The problem with his contract is that I think he's going to ask for 50 million. I don't know that he's quite worth that. But we'll see what happens there. But like yeah, th- this is this is the time to just go ahead and clean house. Nagy was a good try. Nike will be a coordinator somewhere else. I have no doubt about that, but it's time to move on. And Ryan Pace should never step foot in a GM office again. Pretty confident. All right. I'm pretty confident with that one. Let's go to Texas where Houston played host to the Colts. Man, Phillip Rivers kind of looked iffy at points throughout this game, but Deshaun Watson gave it everything he had, uh, but the Colts do get it done. 26-20. Pretty good win. J.J. Watt had a pretty good game in this one. He was able to yeah. force things uh, on the Colts offensive line and make Phillip Rivers un- or uncomfortable. After the game, though, Deshaun Watson visibly upset. Um, he sat on the bench for a good 20 minutes after the game with towel over his head, not wanting to talk to anybody, not wanting to just... He, he was just well, by yeah, himself. He, I mean. he, they had every chance to win. He fumbled the ball yep. at the very end. Yep. Um, it's it's kind of on him at that point, and for that that Texans team, that win meant that was that win was going to mean a whole lot to him going into the next season. I think seeing that happen, Deshaun needs help, and why I think realize that this it's over that he needs to move on. I feel like this Texans team's really going to blow up next year. Outside of Watson, I think anyone's up for up for grabs. Yep. Even Fuller, even though Watson's uh, vouching for him. Let's go to New York. The Jets were about to win their first of the year. Then they blitzed eight people, which left a one-on-one matchup. With four seconds left. 
against the <laughs> arguably the fastest receiver in the whole entire league outside of like Tyree Kill. Greg Williams instantly one. fired the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Adam Gase, though. How is it not? Yeah. How? How are you doing this, Adam? Because what do you Gase, have? Gase, I feel like it's like, all right, we need someone that's at least competent and that's saying something that he might be the only <laughs> competent person on that team. Uh, Greg Williams literally made a fool of the franchise. Like, he actually put the yeah. franchise on his back and just like he took the I don't know he dropped the baby on his head man like I don't I don't understand how you can mess something up you like like most comments said all you had to do was run the prevent on on Madden you would have you would have done fine just put eight people put nine people back there you rush three people that's the maximum I don't understand it it's Jets lose 20 Jets and 31 Raiders Raiders get the win, but here's the deal. The Raiders didn't look good at really any given point. I mean, well, against the Jets, you should come out and dominate, right? Uh, here's the thing. The offense wasn't bad. Um, they didn't really get very much going at the beginning, but they eventually got going. That Jets defense isn't allowing everyone to just score, like, 50 points on them. Like, they're not that kind yeah. of a team, but it was the Raiders. The Raiders defense is awful. It is terrible and that's what's keeping this team they really they're they're one year away i think the offense is where they want it to be it's just the defense really has to pick up their pace yeah. they'll be focusing on that big time in the draft and who knows maybe they'll go get khalil mack back you know, oh my knows? god hey let's trade <laughs> for a first round pick again that was kind of nice hey uh two at times going well over there in miami the dolphins get to win over the Bengals, 19 to 7 um yeah two of rocks cool Ugly win and man, so many ejections, so many fights. <laughs> Shout out to Did you Brian see the Flores fights, being, by the way. Yeah, I saw the fights. Shout out to Brian Flores for being the one coach who was willing to fight an entire team by oh, himself. Yeah. And I would, I think the only other coach that would even do that is probably Rabel and maybe Tomlin. I think He's, those are the only. Only guys he, that would do that. Thorn Wakanda said, "Feed me Thanos." Yeah, <laughs> he's everybody. Uh, I don't know if you saw why the fights happened. Um, I didn't see why they started. No. So one of the Bengals, I I forget his name. He's a wide receiver, but he was on special teams. Did a late hit on a punt returner. On like got one flag. Started kind of a scuffle. Then he did it again. He did it twice. Ooh. Then the big fight started up. Four now, was people, it as bad as, was it as, bad the, as the late Four hit people hit. got ejected, but not the guy who did the hit in the original. <laughs> not the guy who did the hit <laughs> twice. He didn't get ejected. Everyone else in the fight got ejected. So it was insane. Um, was it as bad as the late hit at the Coastal Carolina game on BYU? Oh, I did not see that. Oh, see that. you got to see that. I'll have to look that one up. It's pretty bad. Pretty, pretty dang bad. Quarterback throws an interception. They lit him up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Minnesota. Vikings barely escape yeah. over the Jaguars. They get it in overtime, 27-24. Jags have been that team. They are able to take every team down to the wire. They just can't close. Uh, Austin, yeah. what would you make of this one? 
Yeah, that defense is really just like they're stingy, and I actually worry about them playing the Titans this week. I, I don't know. They they they've always got something. They never go down easy. Um, Vikings are now a playoff team. As of right now, the season in the day, they are a playoff team, and the, it's weird. It's very weird. I thought that they were going to be a few weeks ago, and then they kept losing and against the Cowboys and stuff like that. I was like, man, I don't know. But here they are in the playoffs as of right now. Um, Kirk Cousins actually looks pretty good. Like, I, I, I think he might not be the problem. I think it's the Vikings defense that's the huge problem. You're letting Jake Lutton score all over you. So that's a problem. Um, but, yeah, they got the win. Vikings offense looks good. Uh, they're gonna, they're gonna have to. The, I think they, they might actually have a good chance of making the playoffs though, because I don't think yeah. the Forty ers were the other team. But with that loss against, which we'll talk about later, it's. I think it's over for them. Yeah. Uh, Arizona Stadium played host to two teams this week, uh, both yeah. on Monday night and on uh, Sunday. Cardinals were the first one up, and they get a tough loss against the Rams, 38-28. Yeah. Really, second half, the, the Rams just kind of looked in cruise control mode. They were they were pretty yeah. well put. Defensively, you got to like what the Rams are doing. And offensively, to be able to score as much as they have in the last few weeks, Jared Goff kind of filling in, for, kind of filling into that contract that he got. Austin, what would you make of this game? It was a fun game. I think this is one of the better games to watch the afternoon. Um, but the Rams put them down. I, I, I think uh, I think the Rams clearly had the better coaching as well. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I I think it was a good win. I think the Rams the Rams are still a weird team to me. I don't understand why they can't be good like this every <laughs> week. Um, Kyler definitely needs some help on the defensive side of the ball. Hopefully he'll get that next year. But I think that it's over for the Cardinals this season. Uh, let's go to a team that was hoping to stay atop of the NFC West. Now they're tied with a couple teams. Seahawks, they play host to the Giants. Colt McCoy getting the start there for New York. And yeah. the Giants pull it off 17-12. One of two NFC East teams that made a big upset this week. We'll talk about the other yeah. one here in a minute. Uh, but you look at Colt McCoy, man, not, not his best game fundamentally, but they did exactly what they needed to. I thought their wide receiver, the receiving core was aggressive. They were asking mm. for extra yards on every play and they were breaking tackles. Um, Seahawks defense still scares me. I know that, you know, 17 points isn't anything to scoff at as far as points allow, but when they gave up plays, they were just, it, it's just, just like they couldn't wrap up on tackles. Yeah, I I definitely – I actually don't think this much of an upset other than Colt McCoy was a quarterback. If Daniel Jones had been starting, I definitely oh, yeah. would have Oh, yeah, it wouldn't have been an upset. Yeah. Like, I, I really like this Giants team. This Giants defense is really good. Like, they're clicking, too. And I think they might actually win out for the rest of the season, which is weird to say. Um, I like this team a lot. Seahawks, man – I told you during the game that I think I've I've officially will retire the Wilson stance I'm taking on because I don't think even he can lead this team out of the muck that they're in. Um, it's kind of a mess over there. I don't I really don't know what to think about the Seahawks. And the problem is, like their best of games is really good, but their worst of games are really bad. They're kind of like the Rams. They're very, but their their lows are really really but- low. And the same can be said, though, about every team in the NFC West. 
when they're on fire, that's the most competitive division in the NFL. When they're yeah. not and they're playing subpar, it's anybody's game. I mean, yeah. it's it's weird. It's just weird. And and I think in that situation, it actually favors the Rams because I think the Rams have the most individual talent of any of the four teams in the West. I agree. And and I don't know if it's the coach. I like I really don't know exactly what it is with the Seahawks. Why they can't be consistent. And DK Metcalf, I'm still mad at you. Could have used something, buddy. Could have used something. Uh, controversy yeah, in LA. Another 30 points. Controversy in LA. Last week, Anthony Lynn told his team, hey, there's probably not a, like we're we're probably not gonna make the playoffs. So when when your coach is telling you that and you're trying to prep for a week of okay well well I guess we'll go out there we'll we'll, we'll go out there and we're gonna score zero points and the Patriots are gonna put forty five up on us and yeah oh yeah our special teams is gonna be awful like historically <clears throat> bad. bad we don't know how many guys we're supposed to have in the field is it ten is it eleven is it thirteen Cam I mean, Cam Newton threw for ninety yards. It scored forty five points. And forty five points. Yeah. I I don't get this. I mean, Chargers lose. Uh Justin Herbert had just a I I, I don't even I even know what to make out. Like I'm looking at this box score here. You look at the Chargers here. Herbert was twenty six of fifty three, two hundred and nine yards, had two picks. When have we ever said that the Patriots have a decent defense? And I don't even think it's a decent defense. I think it's just Herbert had a really bad game. No, I actually think the Patriots have a good defense. I think you're, I think you're completely wrong on that. I think that's what uh, the Patriots are good at. I, I think they're missing well, their year, star yeah. players, and I definitely feel like their defense would be even better had they had all those players back. But this defense is still right. good, and they, I, I told you this last week, the Patriots were definitely going to win this game, and I would have bet a lot of money on this had it been legal here. Uh <laughs> because Bill Belichick just eats up rookie quarterbacks, yeah. like he just eats yeah, them. Like he he lives to be any rookie quarterback that comes in this league and make sure that they know that he is the best coach in the NFL. I mean, I, I I definitely it's it's wild that they scored that many points on them, and right. I I think it's over. It's over. It's got to be over for Sean. I, I I don't understand why we're entertaining the fact that he's coming back. It's it's it, it, if it wasn't a source that we liked, Ian Rappaport's been the one saying that there at, at this time, now of course the NFL changes on a dime, there are plans to bring Anthony Lynn back next year. I don't think that should be the case. I think they should be making no. a move. No, I I think they gotta make a move. This is this is LA and you're the most uninteresting team yeah. in LA. So, and especially going into next year when we hopefully we'll have fans back, if attendance is down and you're trying to pay off a billion dollar stadium, you know, yeah, you have your star quarterback, you have you, you have your franchise, don't waste your time, yeah, don't waste your time, yeah, you gotta have a defense, you gotta have special <clears throat> teams, and, and you have to have discipline too. I mean, yeah. the penalties that they had in this game were just like, think, use your head a little bit. Five times they were caught with too many men on the field on special teams. Five That's times. Just stupid. Five that, times. That and happen. one of them was a punt there at the end of the half. And they ended up putting, yeah. They, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I it have was, no respect for that. Game. It was a pitiful game. I didn't watch it once they got up to like 20 
nothing. I, I was like, well, okay, I see where I this is I think I watched going. a little bit of the second half. I just, I, I have no respect for Anthony <laughs> Lynn telling a team, hey, look, we're out of the playoffs. Like, I get it. You're prepping for the offseason. That's yeah. fine. But, like, any given Sunday, any team can beat anybody in the NFL. It's the beautiful thing about football is that, yeah. you know, this is. you say we're not making the playoffs, what are you telling me? That we're going for first pick? Is that what you're telling yeah. me? Yeah. If we were going for first pick, then we should have just tanked at the beginning of the season. We shouldn't. We should have let Tyrod Taylor stay. We shouldn't have told that medic guy to hey puncture his lung. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that was if that was the point, then I, mean, I just I don't get the logic behind saying that. I really no. don't. No. There's no logic there. Let's talk about something that does make sense. Aaron Rodgers threw his 400th touchdown on Sunday against the Eagles, 30-16. to 16. They get to whatever the Eagles. The Eagles actually played pretty well up until about the last five minutes of the fourth quarter. Yeah. <clears throat> and, uh, I mean, credit to him. Jalen Hurts is now the starting quarterback for the Eagles. Carson Wentz yeah. on the bench. Um, interesting thing here. Uh, I don't know if you saw this graphic the other day. ESPN posted it. I thought this was really interesting. If they cut Carson Wentz, for next year, it cost them $56.2 million on the cap. But if they wait a year, it only cost them $26.1 off the cap. So Carson Wentz is probably going to be an eagle for another year. Yeah, that or they find someone able to take that to contract. Take, but nobody's, but nobody's going to take that contract. But here's the thing. The Colts are spending over $40 million on their quarterback right now on their with Philip Rivers and Jacoby Brissett, if they drop both of them, they could take on that contract. Fair the Colts enough. have the cap space too, so it's possible. But I—that's the only team I feel like that has that kind of uh, opportunity. Um, Bears don't Jaylen you even Hurts think of, look we don't need him. Pretty Jalen Hurts didn't look pretty, but it is a spark. It's something. Yeah. It's something to light a fire in this team. They've—they've—they've they've, they've sold on wins. They're done. Um, I don't think four respect the locker room. I don't think the Tug Peterson has any belief in them. Uh, and this de- Phil, Philly's defense is actually good. Like their front yeah. seven is legit. Um, they they were able to put pressure on Rodgers throughout this game. And the other thing yeah. was they they limited Devontae Parker, especially in the first half. Yeah. So at. I um I'm excited to see what Hurts does. They play. They play Minnesota this week. I no. think so. We'll figure it out. We'll get to that. We'll, but... we'll get there in a minute. Uh, uh, they play Saints. Saints. So I mean, hey, if you lose, no one's gonna blame you. You played the Saints, but <laughs> you know. Fair enough. Hey, let's go. Uh, let's go to Kansas City Sunday Night Football in Kansas City for the Chiefs and Broncos. Man, Broncos look good in the first half. They were able to really maintain Mahomes and and I. I've been going back and forth on this game because you and I have talked about how the Chiefs can't play a complete game. They have moments, they have halves, they have quarters, and that's really all that they've needed to win games. They haven't played a complete game. I think this was a case of Andy Reid not wanting to open his playbook. I think he knew he could beat the Broncos without having to show too much, especially because they got some big matchups coming up. There were a couple. They would have been up a lot more on this game, anyways, too, if a couple things had gone their way, like. First of all, challenging the Tyreek Hill catch, which Tyreek Hill didn't even know that he caught it. He definitely caught it. Yeah, so I I can't blame him for that. But there are other few things that were like, kind of like you know, we're playing the Broncos, it'll be fine, kind of a thing. They would have been up by twenty had they (laughs) 
had it gone this, that way. This was just a lazy approach to a game, though. It was a yeah. lazy yeah. approach the Chiefs. And, it, and, and that's not a good look, especially when you're gearing up for the playoffs. I get it. Chiefs yeah. clinched the playoffs uh, with this win. Yeah. The, the question I have is go for that one seed. <laughs> you still got to go for that one seed, especially because it's available now. Uh, Brownies, mm-hmm. please pull a win off. Please. Week 17, man. This game is going to be hype. Uh, by the way, hey, Giants and Browns did get flexed for week 15. That's next week. They got flexed to Sunday Night Football. So, yeah. Give yourself a shout out. They, every, they flexed every... the biggest market in the NFL. They flexed yeah. them out. So, well, shout yeah, out NBC. No one cares. Every, but, everyone but was mad with the didn't Cowboys do the sucked, and Chiefs, though, but CBS is not letting that game go. <laughs> oh, no. They want Nance and Romo. That, that's why they can yeah. afford Romo next season, is that game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, now Nance wants the same amount of money as Romo, so we'll see how that goes for CBS. I'm not opposed to that. Dude, as much as Jim Nance does. I 100% agree that Nance deserves it. I just don't think the, the, if the man it, covers the Masters. He covers NBA once in a while when they need yeah. him to. He covers college basketball on a frequent basis. He covers the NFL. He is the voice, I think, of the NFL. Of, of I mean, Sean Levy's getting up there for me. I was not a I don't know. Al Michaels, as long as he lives, is always going to be my okay. Fair enough. My Sunday. I just, I, because I'm not a uh, because I'm not big on Collinsworth. I like the Romo Nance boost that more than I like the Collinsworth Michaels boost. Whoa, 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 whoa! I know, I know, I've been. I, I know, I've been joking about all kind of crap. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't like, also like Collinsworth, but I love Michael. Al Michaels makes up for yeah. Him. Al Michaels is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah fine. I'll, I'll give you that. So let's go. Monday also, Clark night. Kellogg. Monday... Clark Kellogg. Oh, Clark Kellogg. I, I wish Clark, if they would get Clark Kellogg and uh, Tony Romo, I would be in heaven. I'd be in heaven. You know the other one I'd be in favor of? Um, the only man who can call two games at once, Kevin Harlan and Tony Romo. I would. Oh, yeah. I love I love Kevin Harlan. That man, yeah. that man can call. Man, he can call games. Hey, Monday afternoon, the undefeated Steelers played host to the Washington football team. And Washington's front seven on the defensive line caused havoc for the Steelers. Uh, Another note here, too. Alex Smith goes off in the second half because somebody cleated him pretty badly in his non-injured leg. There was blood gushing out of this thing. It was nasty. I thought thought the worst, of course. However, the fourth quarter goes to Washington, and they get the win 23-17 an interception by big ben this was this was an interesting pick because he gets the ball tipped up in the air and then bostic comes out of nowhere catches the ball right before it touches the ground to get the interception and secure the victory for the washington football team i i love what ron rivera was doing coaching wise in this game he was setting up the run game pretty well he didn't allow the Steelers to have a running game period point blank um, they they put the ball in Big Ben's hands, and Big Ben said after the game, you know, this offense just isn't clicking the way it should be. We've got issues there. We need to fix that. They finally lose a game, and this is a team that I thought had the weakest eleven and zero start I've seen. They they shouldn't have been eleven and zero. They're eleven and one now. Thank God. Austin, what'd you make of this game? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely think that um. You know, they played three games in 12 days. I think it's a little rough. Uh, they're making Ben Roethlisberger throw 50 times, which is ridiculous. Yeah. 
They can't run the ball. That's a big problem for them. And that's going to be a big problem for them as they go in the playoffs. Like, that to me tells me, like, hey, you might actually be a one and done if you're not, depending on who you match up with uh, in the playoffs. Um, they're, they found their weakness. Their defense is still good. I mean, Washington's got key players. They did lose Gibson in the first half. But McLaurin and the way they use McKissick and stuff like that, they, they had something in Washington. Washington and New York are, are two teams that they're finally coming alive. I think they needed that that um, that preseason. And actually, I actually want to do this. We don't have time to do it today, but I wanted to do this where we just take off the record of the first four games for every team and see what their records would be. Yeah. And see where that would be. Because I feel like you would see a lot of teams. Like, you would see, like, the Giants would be up there and, and Washington would be up there and stuff like that. So, we would see – you kind of see what those teams would have been if we had a preseason that kind of let them get used to their teams and then continue on after that. Um, but good win. Washington got the win. Steelers finally lost. I mean, the Steelers were going to lose. It was bound to happen. And I think they're going to lose again this week for sure. I'm, I'm giving you a hint. They're going to lose again. He's not giving you a prediction. He is giving you a spoiler, ladies and gentlemen. That's yep. what he does. That's what he yep. does. Let's go Monday Night Football. Uh, 49ers uh, at home in Arizona played host yep. to the Bills. Josh Allen gets his third Offensive Player of the Week award as he gets the Bills over 34-24 over the 49ers. First quarter was a little weird. Uh, both teams had great defensive stops in the goal line. <laughs> And then after that, the offenses finally came alive. So, Bills get it yeah. done, 34-24. Josh Allen has a phenomenal game. Let's take a look at his box score here. Hey, Ellie, what's going on, girl? How are you? <laughs> Josh Allen, 32-40, 375 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, you got to love what Josh Allen's doing lately. Yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's doing really well here. And this was a game that they had to win. Uh, to me, to prove that they, they are one of the best teams in the NFL. The 49ers had every reason to need to win this game. This was right. a playoff or bust game kind of game. They are they are still technically in the hunt, but I think this was the big game to prove themselves. And so they had to pull all stops for this. Um, unfortunately, Mullins made too many mistakes um, towards the end, and Josh Allen didn't, and that's why they got this win. I like this Bills team. They are becoming one of my favorite teams now down the stretch, whereas I was a big seller of them at the, at the beginning of the season. And the final game of the week happened on Tuesday as the Ravens played host to the Cowboys. Ravens get it done. 34-17. Lamar Jackson looks phenomenal yeah. again in this one. Ravens finally get a little bit of spark back. Yeah, I mean, they, they got something under their boots. I think they're ready to play the Browns. I think they, they're ready to play the Browns to at least prove to them that they can still compete. I think that's the big game they're looking for. Um, yeah, I, I, they needed this. They needed a win. They needed something under the boots. They, they really have not had luck in the last four weeks. So um, good on them. Dallas sucks. End of story. <laughs> so with that, let's take a look at the playoff picture and how it stands right now. If my computer would load. There we go. Right now in the AFC, 
The mm. only two in the AFC, the only team that has actually clinched is the Kansas City Chiefs. In the hut is the Steelers. Uh, they would currently be the one seed. The Bills would be the three seed. Titans would be the four seed. Browns as the five seed. Dolphins as the six seed. Colts as the seventh seed. On the bubble in the AFC, we've got the Raiders. They're sitting there at seven and five. So are the Ravens at seven and five. Patriots are six and six and six and six and still in the hunt. Um, and then pretty much everything everybody else is out of the question. Yeah. You look at the NFC side. Saints are the only team to clinch there. And then the Packers are the two seed currently with the Rams at the three seed. Giants in charge at the four seed. Five seed goes to the Seahawks. Buccaneers with the six seed. And then the seventh seed goes to the Vikings. Remember this year, ladies and gentlemen, you have three wild cards instead of only two. Um, as we are getting an extra team, the one seed is the only team in each um, in each uh, conference they get a bye week in week one of the playoffs. Cardinals are on the bubble, so are the Bears and the Lions, as well as Washington. Yep. So any of those four teams could make the hunt. And with that, let's go to our power rankings. Austin, let's do it. Power ranking time. Number 10. Oh, boy. Let me uh, pull it up. It's uh, I still got my NBA notes on. It is. <laughs> By the way, current game predictions... I'm at 127 wins. You're at 116. Current bet status: 31 touchdowns for Mahomes, 28 touchdowns for Brady. He only pulled up one more on yeah, Brady's yeah, bye yeah. week, so I still got a chance. Still got a chance. Still got a chance. Got My a chance. number ten is the Seattle Seahawks. And I, I I still think this team has a chance. I still think they got some pieces on defense that will manage to get them by. I just think they have no hope in the playoffs. And if they play yeah. the Giants again, I think they would lose again. So I have them at number 10. I've I've kind of sold my stock on the, on the Seahawks right now. Uh, my number 10, I'm going Dolphins. I like what Brian Flores has done. They get another win here. I know it's the Bengals, so it is what it is. Um, this team is still, I think, playoff bound, though. Um, they're playing competitive ball, and Brian Flores, coach of the year. Number nine. Number nine, I have the Dolphins. I think they would beat the Seahawks. I think they're just limited. I, unfortunately, I can't, you know, I'm not saying this because I'm hating on them, but I think they're limited at quarterback with Tua. Um, I, I, I just, I mean, he needs more time. He, he just started not too long ago. So, um, but this defense is amazing. Their special teams are great. Brian Flores is, I think he might be second to my coach of the year now because of Kevin, Kevin Stavansky at this point. I mean, if you lead the Browns to a nine and three right now, I feel like you have to be the front runner, but I, Brian Flores has got this team looking great. Um, they got Miles Gaskin back, but now I think he's going to be out again. So who knows what they're going to do with running game? That's going to be the big issue because they've got to run the ball and they're limited quarterback. So that's that's, that's my only question. But I like them. I think they're making the playoffs for sure. So number or my number eight is the Titans. Um, man, I mean, I, they 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 came back against the Browns, and I shouldn't be punishing them by putting them at nine, but I just. I think eight other teams had better weeks this week. Titans could easily be in, a t- be in the top five. I mean, they really could. Um, I just need consistency. Number eight. 
Number eight, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, it's a little bit of a bye week kind of thing where we kind of forget about them, but this team is still good. I think they're going to come back really strong in this next week uh, off their bye. I think they play the Vikings. That's what I was getting confused with. Um, I think they're going to play really well. It's going to be a high-scoring game, but I think they'll pull out the win. Um, and hopefully Bruce Arians will get his head out of his butt. My, <laughs> it's my slogan for the year. My number is the Rams. I just don't know what team I'm going to get week after week. They're eight and four, but I think there were there were very weird eight and four. I'm not sure what to make of them long term. I still love Sean McVay though. Number eight, number seven. My number seven is the Cleveland Browns. I think they got a really good win. I think uh, that they deserve the credit that they got. I think they're built for the playoffs. They're a run heavy team. Their defense is coming together doing what they need to do, um, causing turnovers, which was a big thing. Uh, they caused a lot of turnovers in the Titans, who were number one in, in turnovers. So, like, they they did not turn over the ball, and the Browns really stopped them on that. Um, the only problem is I they haven't beat the Steelers. They get trounced by the Steelers and the Ravens. They can't do it. They can't beat them for some reason. Until that happens, I can't put them any higher than any other of, of the NFC North teams. Uh, my number seven is the Colts. Big win, but Phillip Rivers is still able to put points up on the board. Um, I'm liking what they're doing. I'm not in love with them. The AFC South is a weird division this year. It really is. Um, I don't know what to make of it. Let's go number six. Number six, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to drop them. I think this is where they need to be. I think they're limited. They had a really easy schedule this year outside of uh, Tennessee and now Cleveland. I think those are their only two big teams. Um, and now I don't know what they're going to do. I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to get run down by the end of the year. They can't run the ball. The defense is still A1. I think they're the best defense in the league. But other than that, I don't know what to expect for them. Um and my Tomlin is looking pretty frustrated with this team, so I have them at number six. Uh, number six for me is the Browns. I like this team. Like you said, they are built for the playoffs. The run heavy, the way that they've been able to just control clock management. Um, I mean, again, another coach of the year recommendation could be up there, too. I mean, um, and Baker, man, if, if Baker can be consistent, this team if can Baker be great. If Baker can play like he did against Tennessee – this team's going to be dangerous. I don't. I'm they not could be Super Bowl bound. They they could they could catch the Kansas City Chiefs off guard. That that would be really one good. Thing. And that's the thing is the Chiefs underestimate teams like that. I mean, look at what they did against the Chargers. Where and I get it, Herbert's yeah. weird thing there to kind of throw him off. But yeah. Andy Reid struggles against these teams that he should beat. He always yeah. has. And so something can be said if the Browns and Chiefs ended up meeting in the playoffs. Number five. Number five, I have the Green Bay Packers, and by that I mean Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones. Uh, they are missing a couple pieces on defense. I think everyone knows how they're going to beat them. Uh, that's the thing. If they can somehow keep – if Aaron Rodgers can still score, it's going to really depend on the weather and how well they play. If they can score quick and still keep their team up ahead, they're going to be fine. But as soon as they get behind, they're going to lose because – I mean, people just run the ball down the throats. I think the four teams above them can can do that, and I think if some of the other teams can, I just I, I like Aaron Rodgers a lot better than most of these people's quarterbacks. 
Uh, number five for me is the Steelers. I 100% agree with Ben Roethlisberger when he says that this offense is just not clicking. And that needs to change. Claypool's having a phenomenal year, but he's not the only weapon you have. And I think you need to evolve the offense a little bit more. And Big Ben's getting lucky on some of these times where he's evading the pocket. I think it's going to catch up to him. He takes one bad hit on his leg. That kills his mobility. That kills his uh, ability to keep these plays alive that he's been able to so far. Uh, Steelers are five, and they're week five, too. Uh, number four. Number four, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills. I like this team. They're working better on their consistency. Their defense is finally kicking in. Uh, they got that win against a, a desperate team of the 49ers. So I have them at number four. I really respect them right now. Number four for me is the Packers. Um, look, Aaron Jones wasn't able to get a ton done, um, but Aaron Rodgers still Aaron Rodgers, and Devontae Adams is or Devontae Parker is still Devontae Parker. Um, yeah, I like Packers at four. Three. Number three, I have them a little. I have them quite a bit higher than you. I have the Los Angeles Rams. I think they're really, really good. Wow. When their highs are highs, I think they're one of the best teams in the NFL. The only problem is they can't do it consistently. Um, the 49ers might just be the team that that might just be their Achilles heel, but they're not going to have to play them in the playoffs. So I think they might actually be all right for the rest of the season. I look for them to make a big run and, and push for that, for that first seed. Number three for me is the bills. I like the bills. Josh Allen has come into this league and established himself as a young force to be reckoned with. There's so much great talent within the young quarterbacks that we have currently in the NFL. And I think we're set up for a great run with Herbert Mahomes um, to some extent, Lamar Jackson, but I think teams are figuring them out. Deshaun Watson, Josh Allen. If Sam Darnold can get on a team where he feels comfortable, that could work out really, really well. But yeah, I mean, what, what, what is going on there with Buffalo is just unbelievable. And I'm loving what I'm seeing out of Josh Allen. Number two, Number two, I have the New Orleans Saints. Um, this this is one of the best defenses in the league. This offense is still clicking even without Drew Brees. Once Drew Brees comes back, I think this team's going to still be on the top. They're just a strong team. Sean Payton just definitely <laughs> – I think he's proven himself as the Bill Pelichick of the offense. I think someone said that the other day, and I actually can agree with that. Uh, yeah, Saints are my number two as well. I like what I'm seeing out of this. And and with Taysom Hill playing like a quarterback, it just makes that team so much more deadly. And then number one, Kansas State Chiefs. Yep. Cool. That is it. <laughs> I completely just exited out of, out of my notes. Hold on. NFL <laughs> scores. Week 13. Let's go. God dang it. Hit the wrong button on my laptop. There we go. Um, week 14 kicks off on Thursday night. Rams play at host to the pa- uh, Patriots. Uh, Rams five-point favorites over under 44 and a half. I'm going Rams. You know what? I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go with the Patriots. Do it. do it, man. They play Thursday, right? Thursday night, great game right. too for Thursday night football. I'll, I'll have, well, you know, uh, are you gonna join the live video game awards tomorrow? Are you? Are you at the work? Well, I, 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 I'm having dinner. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna I'll say, be, I'll be, I, 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 maybe I'll, I'll live stream both. 
But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the Patriots. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get you back into this. Take some risk here. All right, take some risk. Uh, Vikings go to Tampa Bay to play the Bucks. Uh, Bucks six and a half point favorites. If the Bucks weren't coming off a of bye week, I'd be tempted to take the Vikings. Yeah, I'm taking the Bucks. I'm I think taking the Bucks. Brady on a bye week. So no doubt. Low key, I think this one's going to be a good one. Giants hosting the Cardinals. Arizona's two and a half point favorites. I'm going Giants. Giants. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going going Giants as well. Bengals visit the Cowboys in the Who Cares Bowl. Dallas three and a half point favorites. Man, I I usually try to watch a little bit of every game, but I think I'm going to pass on this one. I'm going to take the Cowboys. You know what? I'm going to take them boys. And I swear, if I see Michael Finley on that meme of them boys, <laughs> I'm going to laugh that Michael Finley took them. They still them boys. <laughs> they still them boys, and Michael Finley's on there. I'm, I'm going to laugh. It. I'm going Bengals. I'm right. going Bengals. Why not? I, think, I don't think you can win either way. I think even if you pick the right team, you're not winning. Packers go to Detroit to face the Lions. Uh, Packers are eight-point favorites. I'm going Pack. Yeah, I'm going the Packers as well. Eagles Eagles play host to the Saints. Saints, seven-point favorites. Yeah, Jalen Hurts, good luck to you, buddy. But, uh, but yeah, I'm Saints. going Saints. Yep. Chargers play host to the Falcons. Uh, Atlanta, two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going Falcons. They're they're still playing with heart. Yeah, yeah. I have to I have to agree with you on that one. I de- <laughs> I don't want to. I'm not going to take a team that says, "Oh, we're not going to make the playoffs. Let's just quit." <laughs> Let's just uh, play. Holy. <laughs> uh, 49ers play host to the Washington Football Team. Both teams five and seven right now. By the way, San Francisco's got a three point favorite. I. You know, I said this earlier, but they're technically still not out. I mean, it's still possible that the Vikings blow a game against the Bucks and they, they end up coming back. I don't watch Seven's deadly, man. Yeah. Against Nick Mullins, I think Washington wins. Yeah. They make it uncomfortable for him. And hopefully Gibson's back because I'm going to need him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey, last time the Chiefs were in Miami, they won a Super Bowl. They're playing the Dolphins, and they're seven-point favorites. I'm going Chiefs. You know what? I'm going to take them. Let's do it. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Do Let's do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Ten if their the defense Ducks. can't slow down the Chiefs, I don't know who can. Oh, speaking of which, that totally reminds me. I need to send you a Star Wars meme. My bad. Um, <laughs> sorry. Okay. Incredibly thinking of the dark side as of doing that. As long as it's not a Mandalorian, because I'm not caught up and I've already been spoiled on the the big one. you can view that in Messenger, and you'll you'll audibly laugh out loud. It's pretty good. Happy with that one. Titans versus the Jaguars. Titans seven and a half point favorites. I'm going Titans. Yeah, so am I. Hopefully, win that win that game. If they don't, I'm selling. I'm 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 moving. I'm moving to Mexico. Vegas, wh- why do you do this to me, Vegas? Why do you do this? You make the Bears a favorite. Bears are favorited against the Texans uh, by half a point. I'm going uh, to Chicago. 
I, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. <laughs> this is up there with the Cowboys and the and the Bengals. <laughs> like, who cares? To me, uh, I'll go Texans. Why not? Let's do it. Yep. Broncos go visit the Panthers. Panthers three and a half point favorites. I'm going Panthers. So confident. I. In that. I'm gonna go Panthers as well. I think Matt Rule's got something there. Colts visit Las Vegas. Uh, Indianapolis three point favorites. Yeah, I'm taking Colts. Yeah, yeah, I'll go Colts. I'll play the safe bet. They're too good defensively. Too great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jets visit the Seahawks. Seahawks thirteen point favorites. Yeah, I'm taking Seahawks, uh, and I think they will even cover the points. 21 points wouldn't totally shock me. Yeah, uh, Seahawks going over in that one. Steelers go visit the Bills on Sunday Night Football. Buffalo, two and a half point favorites. I'm going with the Bills. Yep, me too. Ravens visit the Browns on Monday Night Football. I'm going... Con Ravens. Baltimore's are one point favorite. God, do I think the Browns can go 10 and 3, though? That's the question. I it's not that I don't think they can go 10 and 3. I just don't know if they can finally beat this hump that they can't beat the, the Ravens or the Steelers. I they have to control the clock, though. That's the question. Is they have to I'm keep the ball out of Lamar's one. hands. I'll take Cleveland then. Screw it. Yeah. I'll, 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 no, I'll, I'll pick Cleveland. I'll switch it. Well, I'm not I, switching I'm again. The, I'm not switching again. I, I'm on the fence. I'm going to go Cleveland. Okay. Go Cleveland. Well, I'm not switching to Baltimore. <laughs> I was trying to weird. differentiate the picks a little bit, but no. Uh, Fine. No. Stay I, behind. I'd rather, I'd rather play oh, it safe. You know? I'd rather play. Jesus. You're Jesus. 11 games behind, Logan. You got to catch Fine, up. Fine, I'll pick the Ravens then, okay, you whore? No, it's already it's already been written, okay? It's written right, in right, in right. my blood. Hey, you know what we forgot to do last week? What? Winners and losers. Let's do it. Oh, okay. Well, you're not going to like mine. Did you kick ass this week? Well, Dak, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. Or did you fall in your face? It's time for Winners and Losers on Trash Talk. Uh, I got like three winners this week, so we're still that. Each week, ladies and gentlemen, we pick people who rock and people who suck. Winners go first because that's how the world works. Austin, who's your winner this week? Me, because I beat you, and that's all that matters. I don't care if I make the playoffs. As long as I beat you, that's all that matters. Because you, you talk you a lot of crap. The, you split the series with me Yeah. So now I've beaten you twice, and you beat me once in head-to-head matchups. Have the advantage. Fine. Fine. Yeah. Fine. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Um, I got three winners this week. Because I couldn't decide which one I want. So I'm, I'm oh, going to go them all. Number one, Pat McAfee. Dude took two of the biggest bumps I've seen in WWE this year at War Games. And mm-hmm. like the champ that he is, he kept selling those injuries 
by wearing a neck brace on his show on Monday. <laughs> Did he, he win, by the way? He lost. You okay. were right. You were the only one who predicted that match correctly. So I Bobby predicted Fish. that. Yeah, that's right. Bobby Fish. That's right. You were with the fish. You went with the fish because yeah. he's slippery, um, <laughs> which is actually <laughs> ideally kind of how it actually worked out, too. It was, it was All good. right. See? My other See? winner this week. My other winner this week is Matt Beasley. I um, I I went to I went to I went to the restroom today on, on my on my little break and I checked oh, Twitter really no. quick while, while I was there. I was gonna say and, is Matt Beasley inside <laughs> inside no, no, the bathroom. No, no. Um this was towards the end of my shift today. Uh, if you know me you know I love Kansas City. I know shocker right but Sporty Kid City is a uh, is a huge part of my life and and when I came out and I read the uh, the news that the Matt Beasley had been released by Sporting Kansas City, it it hit hard. Um, he is he's he's been the captain of Sporting Kansas City for the last I think eight years. He's won an MLS Cup, a couple of U.S. Open championships. Uh, he he's a big reason why I got into soccer. I wasn't a huge soccer fan, and then uh, literally I was assigned. Um, I, I was working for Fox Sports Kansas City as a cameraman, and I got assigned to to trail him for a little bit and to cover him. And and that's what kind of got my love of soccer going. I, I became a huge Sporting Kansas City fan. I you know we spend every game in the cauldron, um, and and Matt is one of the just most genuinely awesome people on and off the field. Um, homegrown player, love him to death. And and to get released today by Sporting Kansas City, it's it, it's, it's not been an easy day. Um, and sports has a real impact on people. And so people say, you know, sports, oh, why, why, why do you look up to these people? It's because Matt Beasler is the definition of what a good human being is and and what a great player and what a great captain he was to this team. Um, just, just means a lot. The other winner this week is Eli Drinkwitz, the head coach of the Mizzou football team. Mizzou is ranked, baby. We're the top 25 again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it feels good. <laughs> this feels really good. M I Z Z O U. Who's your loser this week? Uh, um, you know, just you. Just you. <laughs> no, my my loser this week, I'm gonna say um Let's say Greg Williams, man. That's that's it's unexcusable. It's unexcusable. It's awful. It's just downright awful. <laughs> um, I I'm I'm gonna say um, you know what? I'm gonna give Nick a shout out on this one. I I think Nick hinted that I should have done this last week and I didn't. Sting, you are my loser, man. You're 50 years old. What are you wanting to do in a professional wrestling ring? Like, just stay retired, dude. You oh, don't yeah. need to be here. You I'm don't good. need to be. You almost died the last time you stepped into a ring. Seth Rollins about ended your life. Do do we really need to do that again just with AEW this time? Like, why? Why does this need to be a thing? I was also going to say you and Nick are both losers because I saw that you're going to get another Goldberg Roman Reigns fight. God, no, <laughs> no. Okay. So I said, I said Nick that he's just like, I hate wrestling. I hate wrestling so much. 
Uh, hey, by the way, speaking of wrestling, we're back next week with a. Uh, oh, by the way, crap. I do have to have you record something right after we get done with this. Uh, <laughs> speaking of which, uh, TLC next weekend. Uh, Nick and I will have the full breakdown. Um, we might have a special guest. I haven't, I haven't finished that yet. We might we might be bringing somebody else back. Uh, but yeah, Rope Talk back next week. And Monday you get a new episode of Land Party Podcast. I'm off. I took this week off. Um, so you're getting a bunch of butts. Literally. You're getting butt talk. You're getting butt talk with Kale. Lots of butts. That's what you're getting. Ladies and gentlemen, for Austin, I'm Logan. Peace. Later.